You're listening to One Good Take, the podcast that delves into the nitty-gritty of film development and distribution and explores the often elusive chemistry that brings the film to life. In this episode of One Good Take, writer-producer Donna Taylor talks to me about her early beginnings as an actress and producer of theatre, her recent award-winning short film, and her new TV pilot, which in December 2020 is now in pre-production. What came across to me during our conversation was just how humble and determined Donna is in producing stories that rouse her audience and inspire change. Here's that take. Hi, Donna. How's it going? Hi, Nick. Great to speak to you. Good. Yeah. And so for people who don't know you, uh, you now work in film and you're working on TV shows as well, pilots, I believe. And you started, however, as an actress. So you've gone from acting to developing stories, short form, longer form, and now looking to do TV. Uh, Tell us a bit about how you started with the acting, you know, as a kid. Yeah, so I um, was always aspired to get involved in in the acting. It was always my childhood dream. We could never really afford it when when I was a kid. But, um, you know, I used to improvise and make plays up, and that's where it all started. And then my mum really tried hard and saved, and I managed to get into uh, some drama group. And then it uh, just escalated from there. I, I I I won a place at Mount View. I then, which I wasn't, it wasn't the happiest times. I wouldn't say I loved it there. I didn't feel like I fitted in really there. I felt right. Like is, is that a school, like, Mount View? Yeah, the Theatre Academy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it wasn't the place that helped me flourish, if I was to okay. be honest. And then, and then I found out about Chicken Chick because I did a show and they, I had a lead role in this um, college show. And they they were part of this um, college. They sort of worked together with the the college, and um, and from there they said you should come to Chicken Shed. And I was like, what's Chicken Shed? And anyway, when I went along, went along, and I was just that was it. I was hooked, and I spent years from a sixteen seventeen year old um, training in all their areas of the theatre, children's theatre, youth theatre. You know, I volunteered all my time got involved in the shows and then it went from there I became a professional artistic member of staff so I was taken on and I for my first acting job um, in 94 and um, then from there I was there for years and years and years and what was amazing about it was you know it was a full-time job and I was always you know got the opportunity to act but not did not only did I get the opportunity to act I worked you know in all different areas of the theatre it was just a dream job. When did you sort of graduate from theatre up to film and sort of longer form pieces? I was at the theatre working there for years and then I decided to, to run, a friend and I worked and run a charity registered theatre company. So I did that for seven years. So where I was sort of director of the youth and the children's theatre, writing shows, putting on productions, all that sort of stuff. So continued that. But my true calling, I always wanted to make films. I always, that was my dream to sort of, you know, make films and I used to do it when I was a teenager with my camera and make my own little movies but um, when I got the um, 10 years ago I bought a camera and started uh, bought some cameras some lights and that's where it all began very humble beginnings with um, you know learning literally from the bottom did so many training courses and actually I was teaching because I'm a teacher as well I was teaching acting for film and we had to make films with the students and that was what I was like I've got to do this I'm going to invest the money in some equipment and that's what I did and and we've grown 
from a little tiny farm, little speed, and we're still growing. Obviously, we, we, yeah, we, it's all about learning all the time. But it's we've yeah. come a long way from those days, you know. Sure. Yeah. And so when you started out making films, were you in those early days making use of connections you'd made through the theatre? Yes, I was. So I often cast actors that I knew that I'd worked with in in the show, in some of the in the films, which was brilliant. They were always so supportive in that sense of getting involved. Yeah. And so I'd come up with a script, and at that time, because it was zero budget, you know, we'd put them on YouTube. That was the way we started, and it was just almost like a training ground. This was this this early year stuff was just me training as a filmmaker it wasn't stuff that I was ready to sort of send to festivals at that time it was so it started really organically you know I learned every area I was working you know sometimes I'd work on the camera sometimes I'd be doing helping the sound we were working um together just about three of us to make the film and then it just developed from there and you know like like you asked I've got a few actors from the chicken shed to get involved and other actors and people I knew um, but it's you know it developed and evolved. Um, every time we've made a film, it was it was like oh, well, I've learned from that mistake. I'm not going to do that next time. Or I'm not going to do that. And so I was so determined and passionate. I wanted to tell stories that can touch people, help people that that, that you know that are you know socially significant films that can yeah. empower you know that have got engaging but that have a message. So that's what the uh, ultimate goal was to. You know, we have our little niche, really, of film that we of work that we do. Yeah, yeah. What what's, what sort of themes move you the most? Where where, where is your main creative ambition these days? It's in reality, real real life, hard hitting uh, stories, real stories that affect real people. So that's I feel where my strength lies in writing because I've been through so many different experiences through my life and. I felt that I could draw on a lot of those experiences through uh, through that because I, you know, coming from humble beginnings and experiencing all the different things we did, it, I had a real good feel for life, and I had a real empathy for knowing what it was like to, I guess, uh, struggle at times. And yeah. So all these different characters I've met through the years, I just really want to base stuff on real life, real experiences, touch people's hearts, and use film as a tool to um bring in change make change create change i've seen people i've lost through different things so many so that really inspired me i was i wanted to use this tool to help people and to give them strength to show that so every topic really has that we work on that that we produce and write ourselves in-house is um comes from a you know a social um, background really a social theme for example yeah, yeah. domestic abuse alcohol um bully yeah, or any gritty sort of gritty, domestic issues gritty, yeah or gritty relationship issues. Issues. but all yeah. but you know very real. very very, <laughs> very positive because the whole thing okay. i didn't want to be is doom and gloom i want to show that there is hope there is ways through life through choice that we can um, improve our lives through the film through the storytelling and so it's almost inspiring that's what I uh, the aim was to inspire yeah 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 cool and so so you're writing and you you, you mentioned a team uh, are you right do you have another writer or two writers 
Okay. Yeah, you... I started initially in uh, writing and then getting, I made some great connections. Uh, Gary Kittle's one of them, uh, our writers who's written a couple of films actually that I produced and directed early on. And we've become, he's become part of the team. He's always there in a the sense of I can always depend on him. You know, if I need a script or need him to be a script consultant. So I have a couple of script consultants as well, just to overlook things, proofread. It's really great actually to have that. And I have yeah, Sue sure. Cummings, who's a, in recent times we co-wrote The Edge, which we, I, luckily I was lucky to win Best Actress and my co-star won Best Actor. And it was so yeah. lovely because well, I didn't expect it. Well, it was a subject that we really wanted to, um, you know, execute the best we could because it was such a obviously sensitive subject. Yeah, tell us a bit about that story. Yeah, so the edge is um is a seed for this future pilot that we're making, which is going to be called The Refuge. So the reason we did the edge was we thought we could make a short film on a small budget just to use to help us to make this bigger TV pilot because obviously we need to raise a lot more money to be able to to, to make a TV pilot because obviously having made the block, we know what it, it all entails and what, how much it costs and the quality we wanted to um, mirror because, for example, The Edge wasn't as high production value, but thankfully people really liked the story and the performances and that's what's um, stood out and won the award. So we were nominated for, you know, best film and best actors and finalists for this and finalists for different various festivals, but one best male and female actor for that. And that was nice because we just wanted to really be truthful in our roles and for people to be able to really believe that, yeah, this, these people, you know, it, they went through it. It, was, it wasn't about our egos. This was about making this real for someone who's been through it. So I think we put yeah. our heart Can you give it. us a... Can you give us a, a little synopsis for that? Yeah, it's, it's um, this is about, um, you know, it's a woman who has it all, looks like she has it all, she has the big house and she has financial security, but it, it doesn't matter what the person has, it, it really doesn't, it can, come, it can happen to anybody. So the whole um, synopsis of that really is about the impact it has on the children. So that, Rather than having the synopsis, though, this is more of an overview of it. it. Yes, we want to show through a child's eyes what it's like, the damage it causes. So you see a lot, of, you know, the, the reaction from the son and how it's affected him. And that was really important to me because I've seen people closely. This, this is a breakdown of a marriage. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's a it's a breakdown of a marriage in the sense that it's deteriorating because she can't. She feels trapped. Is trapped in this relationship. It's her ex-husband um, had died, and he was sort of living in this lovely home, but he never he always felt like he was walking in the shadow of the husband, you see. And then there's this little boy that's he, he who's just deeply affected by this abuse. It started off really nice this relationship, and then it really ended really bad, very physical and um, mentally mental abuse. And so this is was just a very short film where we leave it on a almost a cliffhanger of what happens where um you know where she's pushed to the her limits where her son 
starting to show signs of bullying at school. So what we wanted to show was that the, the, this how this can affect children negatively. It's yeah. like a cycle. And so he sort of shouts at her and talks to her in a really bad way, which really is the point where we sort of ended the film because we wanted to show that this is a, a, a cycle that can happen and it can affect these young people in such a negative way because it, that's all they've seen, that's all they know. And it's at that point where we sort of want the audience are left to wonder what happens. And and from that story, that one story, we've created a pilot script now, which has eight women's stories. And that story, The Age, is just one of the many stories, one of the eight stories okay. in The Refuge. So yeah. this short film is a vehicle for us to be able to get to make the bigger projects. Quite a difficult, funny way of going about it. Proof of concept, they call it, don't they? Yeah, so it's proof, yeah, exactly. And, and the fact that it's uh, had a, a quite a good run in the festivals and stuff, it, it, it helps. And it just, you know, we've got some footage, we've got some pictures, and now we've put, been able to put together, a, you know, a package to get to show yeah. to people to try and get the yeah. funding. Whereas it had, if we hadn't made that film, we wouldn't have nothing. How did you fund the short? Are we self-funded? We're all yeah, self-funded. All the team almost put in. We had a little bit of money which we distributed for expenses and food, and so I sort of put that in. I often save a bit of money for something like that and just pay like the minimal expenses. Always make sure we give something. But some actors are like, no, we want to. We want to. We believe in this. You know, we're going to make sure yeah. we put our time in because I've always want to give something I've always, any any films I've made I've always tried to give something feed them give them expenses and been very honest and about that but as we've progressed like with the other the, where we've managed to get more budget always you know even if we're all getting paid some a little it's we're all getting paid something you know yeah yeah did you go the crowdfunding route for any of your your yeah, funds for the block we um went crowdfunding initially and um, so the block is the one that we've already got made as a pilot. It's won Best TV Pilot as well, uh, um, and a couple of other awards. And yeah, that, we, we, like festivals or yeah, festivals at the Round Film yeah. Festival. But that you know that was a real nice surprise. And um, and what we've done, we've developed that that into a six part drama. So we've got the treatment for the six part drama now, and it's being sent you know sent out to the tv channels in hope that we'll get a commission so, yeah yeah so what, what what are your points of contact do you, do you go through an agent or your personal contacts how are you pitching it well i have a lady that um i reached out to on linkedin actually linkedin's been really good for me <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, she's lovely and I, you know i was you know pitching the block and saying would you like to see it and and yeah and she was really lovely and keen to hear more about it so that was lucky it depends who you who who the person is and i was just lucky that she was a really nice affable person so when she yeah. saw she rung me up and she was like wow this is amazing i have you know i, I want to get on board so she came on board as an executive um, producer stroke consultant on on the project and you know she's got a great history of projects that she's worked on in drama you know lots of big yeah. dramas so it's great to have her so she's been helping me a long way she's been amazing and um, so this is for the block. And I also had Karen Bryson, who's MBE, she's a very good actress. And um, 
chief producer with me. So she saw the script from the beginning and wanted to get in, really felt that this was something she needed to be on the screens. How did you get in touch with her? Well, she that was through my cousin, actually. My cousin, um, oh, okay. Chanel, she's also worked on a lot of our productions and she bumped into Karen and they speaking and that was that. We got in touch and um, just shows you how you can it, you, you can yeah. cross paths with people just um, through other yeah. people, friends or word of mouth. So she'd heard a little bit about us and so she was interested in sort of projects we were doing. So, so I guess you've had some guidance as to what is required in terms of a pitch pack and putting together budgets for this sort of thing. Right. Oh, to make this journey, um, having um, Claire, her expertise from working in all the working on all these dramas for many years, it was just such a godsend. Because now we, we it took us a while to get ahead around how to develop this pitch and how to, you know, what we've got to do. So it wasn't easy. It was a lot of hard work, and so oh, yeah. mm. we've had to write out almost as a synopsis a treatment for each episode, so that the yeah. whole story is there. Obviously, we need you. We probably need to tweak it in places if, if we were to get interest. But we've got a ba- a strong. They needed to be strong enough because if the stories aren't there, then you can't write um, a shorter pitch for them. So yeah. yeah, it took a while, but now I feel really like you know I've done this now. So we've managed to work how to budget, how to to put a pitch together. So for my next project, The Refuge, I feel like I've got a head start. It's not going to take as long now, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. to do all that because we were sort of going to do it along the way. So we we felt that that was the best process for us was to, to make the pilot and then go to the channels. And, and they've all sort of said that with the people we've been in touch with that, you know, seeing something visually, seeing the voice, the tone of the piece is much more likely to get um, through the doors than just a script. When you say you're going to make the pilot, does that mean you are going to do your own self-funded pilot? We're going to raise the funds. So we've got we 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 we're looking to we've got some amazing actors on board already for the refuge, including um, Dame Sean Phillips, who's absolutely astounding, and she's worked with you know some of the best actors, John Hurt, and she, you know she's amazing. Yeah. She loved yeah. the script. And um, she came to another screening of ours for a film I'd recently directed and produced uh, called Stages. And she was like, wow, I'd love to work with you. So that was, see, it's it's just things like that. When your paths cross and and they can see that I'm really trying to bring put a positive message out there, it comes from a real place of wanting to to make a difference. And I think that's drawn the people in as well. They can see how passionate I am about this. and. Um, you know, I genuinely really want to use film, but you know, obviously, engaging it's got to be engaging, it's got to be entertaining. So, it's all that you got, to, it's not just about you know, making social films, we're making engaging films that can entertain people. Sorry, what's the running time for the pilot? The pilot's 22 minutes, so we're, we're aiming for 22 to 25 minutes for our pilots. And yeah. uh, the way we work was to Rather than do a pilot one and pilot episode, we're given a flavour of the whole piece, so you see all the different characters. Because I thought if I to do one episode, we'd only see one family. I wanted to show that, especially with the block as well, that the diverse 
the diverse characters, the colourful characters, the the cultures, and and that's what this is about. It's about really about looking behind the closed doors of people that have come from social housing. There's such a negative stigma, and I wanted to show behind that. And yeah. So, you know that there that these people are people that are just really like all of us striving for a better life, but it's a small minority often um, because of a small minority, people think the majority of people just are no hopers or they're just, yeah, well, sure. These people can't be bothered. Yeah. Literally, yeah. And it's not true. We did, you know, it, there's so the people that we come across, Karen and I, when we were leafleting, so we literally done it, did everything. We, we, we were, worked so hard to get people to let them in our house to film there, you know, from the location scouting because we had to save so much money and we did a lot of things ourselves. Right. Yeah. And so we okay. were knocking on all these doors and, and, and it was so amazing, like the amount of people that bought their properties, the amount of people that, you know, majority of these people we spoke to and, and they're all working and, and obviously I come from that background and I know that's why it's so means so much to me because they were the people that I hold so dear still today that I, I think I must still be in touch with about eight of the families that I lived with when I was a little girl. And yeah. and they were true people and I really wanted to show that. And this is why I think the block was of interest to a lot of these people because we were you're seeing something a bit more fresh. It's not just about the gangs and the guns and the crime. It's about the people that are there for one another and the community spirit and yes they're all facing their challenges but they're facing them with integrity they're not and you're seeing beneath the skin you know but beneath the accents and all that and it's just yeah it's um a bit more want to give a voice to the the voiceless the people that disenfranchise (laughs) if you like yeah yeah the marginalized groups the people often just scapegoats for society really yeah and you are becoming even more marginalized thanks to current affairs at the moment oh yeah no i know and i'm really this is where i feel really passionate about the underprivileged about people that haven't got a voice the vulnerable children in care you know my passion is to reach people that need to be reached and need to be heard so you know all the subjects that surround that i just want to do it it draws me in you know homelessness all these yeah, uh, sure. various documentary stuff that I'm working on as well, developing. Um, yeah, I feel that that I want that's the route for DT films. It's empowering people through film, I guess. And using yeah. it and as a tool, which we do, we also have an education department where under our umbrella we you know, giving a voice to the unheard where we're um going into schools with projects and youth centres where we want to take, you know, work on certain films like Body Image, for example, or um, bullying. But we explore it through discussion, through role play. We give the kids an opportunity to be the voice of the outcome. So they see part of the film then they, they devise the outcomes and then at the end we show them and it becomes their the, – they feel that they're the authors of the story because they've been given the, the chance to yeah. – be part of it and i think that's what because i work in schools as well i see that they're desperate they need to be heard more the young people as well especially on a lot of topics yeah so films films you know we've got different areas that we work in we've got the education we've got the more mainstream 
So we're pushing in both uh, both um, areas, both strands, as it were. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> both yeah. strands. Okay, trying yeah. very hard. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm sure it is. Well, I'm quite impressed. You, you for the location hunting, you you were knocking on doors. Is that right? Uh, sort of, this is us, and we're doing this project. And could we possibly use your flat or your garden or whatever it might be? Was yeah, we were like yeah, we were. Yeah. We went to the, we were going around to Wood Green. We were at my old estate, and we managed to get, which was amazing. The neighbour that I lived with when I was like a little girl, um, still lived there, and he, they were just such lovely people. And these were examples of real decent human beings. And they were like, "Yeah, of course you can use our house." So we were in there for a day, and there's another neighbour that let us use their house. It was just, just it was just so lovely, and, and I felt. You know, this is the place. I, was, I felt proud, even though some of the crew were like, really, you lived here? I uh, was quite proud of my... Um, I Because <laughs> I remember the good times. And I was smiling. Yeah. Oh, this was the days I was running, playing run-outs. And, and, but, you know, because of the high, the tower blocks, and the, but we were in, like, a masonette. I just had such fond memories that I just, that was why I had to do this. Which part of the country did you, did you grow up in? Enfield. Yeah. Enfield. Okay. Um, I grew up in Enfield, all North London. So I moved around North London, Ponders Lane, Enfield, and Palmer's Green, Southgate, that sort of. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I've moved out to Essex now. But um, it was nice because I've always been very grateful for the life I had, even though it was simple. It was lovely in the sense of the people. The people made it wonderful. Yeah. So how are you coping currently with uh, the way things are, you know, with COVID and all the various restrictions and uh you know quarantine whatever might come up yeah it's been a tough year it really has it's been a tough we were really moving making tracks with the refuse so obviously we'd finished the the edge we'd won awards we were buzzing we were feeling like this is you know we're going to really be able to build some momentum here and then this this came like um knocked us all sideways a little bit and yeah, we've had everyone to, else. Yeah. yeah, and everyone else. The refuse on the hold, you know, it's so hard being such a small little company. It's different if you're a bigger established company, but being an independent small uh, company, we, we, you know, we've got nothing, no help. And, and it's just really tough because we're still yeah. really trying to contribute to society. We're trying to give a voice. And there we were. We, we didn't stop, though. What we did was we used that time and we upgraded our website we upgrade we've put packages together for the refuge uh you know to get sponsorships and that's what we did and we just thought let's use this time to create so we've been busy behind the scenes getting everything ready so for the new year we've got you know we're 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 theming ahead with our ideas and plans that's what we're doing i've got such a great team of that i work you know i've got four team ladies that just amazing that put so much into this i just mm. can't wait for the day where i can reward them back because they believe in it so much and yeah no it's great to have a good solid team behind you it's yeah. hard to find so you're lucky there <laughs> well i'm sure you've yeah. worked hard for it but yeah 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 very grateful because they see that you know there's been a massive progress from the early days and so i think people can see you know managed to really get some great people on board and such actors and directors and, and all sorts you know yeah so with with your pilot that you want to 
to film the the one that you said would be running around about 25 minutes what have you got any any kind of schedule for that right now or is it uh, still sort of wait and see i mean obviously christmas is a bit a bit in the way it always is but uh, even more so at the moment with the lockdown etc have you got any kind of schedule for that at the moment or is it you know see in january we've seen jack we've got a plan to sort of create some special event to try and gain some more interest you know that so we've got yeah. different ideas of how we're going to draw some maybe some funding in we've created a sponsorship pack because it is a pilot it's different to you know a feature film or something we, we, we're relying on people who believe in us that you know this could happen so because it's such a important message and it's about the survivors of domestic abuse is the refuge it's showing how these women got away we feel that them we're hoping that that you know will get the interest because yeah. they see the rock and how well that's um done and, and where that's heading now that, that we'll, get, we'll get the funding we won't give up um on it and i think that's the thing with us we are very we don't give up we just when we believe in something, we believe we've got a good product. We've got such a great cast already, and it—they're all really behind us on it. Yeah, yeah. Domestic abuse, violence, etc. Is um, well, of course, they keep reminding us that it's been getting worse during these uh, lockdown months, <laughs> with too many too many of us uh, stuck at home and perhaps in a dysfunctional relationship. And of course, you know, it's like a pressure cooker, isn't it? So it, it might be a very timely. Subject to uh, to to dramatise, really, yeah. Yeah, I really think it is, and and, and obviously we we we've been doing this much before the pandemic, but it's highlighted even more how bad it's become, and I feel that this is so needed. That it's not just to, we we don't want to sensationalise violence. We want to make this in a very tasteful way, uh, as real but as as sensitively as possible, because of the nature of it. And um, but it's not just about women abuse we've got we've thought of everything you know we, we want to show this abuse happens in so many ways and there's so many different types of you've got the physical yeah. stuff, the mental stuff uh, you know and that men get abused as well and they're same sex we've had to really try and be clever with the storytelling to incorporate these different things i won't give too much away but for this pilot we need to make sure we give a taste of the different diverse women this affects as well it's worldwide problem so you know the with the casting it's very diverse in, in in that and it's about the survival so the stories of theirs unfolding how you know how what their story was how it happened and how they found the strength and courage it takes a lot of courage and strength to leave somebody and i think that's what we hope that we feel there's never been a series there's been films and stuff but there's never been a series tv drama series of this where they you know ongoing varied stories to which will really offer hope to women and people will relate to because there's the, the, the mental abuse that people don't even realise sometimes that they're experiencing and they put up with it for many years. So it's definitely a message of hope and there's laughter as much as it's a dark subject. We don't want it to be doom and gloom. You know, we've, there's friendships that are built within the refuge and and it's um, eight women's stories. And one has been a, a small excerpt of one has been shown, which was the edge, and that's just one of many. It was just we. Yeah, but were you inspired to write these stories on account of some experience in in your own life or or somebody close to you? Yeah, some uh, people close to me. Yeah, 
yeah. yeah. The yeah. effect it had was so that, you know, seeing people that I know, close friends, family, experience this and seeing the damage it's caused, that long-term damage, I feel very inspired by it. And I just feel that, you know, even I've got a male friend that's been affected and has had PTSD, you know, and, it, and, it, and they don't, they often don't get listened to because they're, 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 they're male. And, and that's yeah. just so sad. And it, and it's harder for a man to say, you know, I'm being physically abused, but, uh, or mentally yeah. abused because it's this whole thing of the pride and the macho thing, which I think is, is sad because it does happen. It happens a lot. Yeah. And also I think a lot of men seem to, you know, they, they assume that they're not going to be believed anyway, especially if they're, you know, a little bit or even a lot bigger than the woman. You can get some very fiery, smaller women and, and quite timid, larger men, you know, but you, you take one look at them and you just assume physically, um, yeah, it's the guy who's the, is the, uh, the troublemaker, but not always the case. Yeah. So it's good to break those cliches sort of or stereotypes exactly. down. That's what yeah. I think a lot of our work is breaking that getting rid of, you know, the stereotype, whether it's of the, uh, you know, an alcoholic being a thug, whether it's a domestic abuser being someone from a counselor say, it's not, it's not true. You know, some of the most intelligent people are abusers and, and it happens in all, um, in all. Yeah. Look at Epstein. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Clearly a smart guy, but pretty mm, unsavory character. Yeah. I do, yeah, but it's, it is. It's giving the voice to the voiceless, and um, and and people. I've spoken to some organisations, like for I've been in touch with uh, Mankind and spoken to the chairman there, and had an interview with him. You know, I've really done my research about all this and the different organisations that support uh, abused women and men, and and yeah. about the children. I'm very, very. I really want to show the point of view of the child, the child suffering, the the, the damage. So it can really hit home to the abusers, to anyone watching it. What this this is a yeah, the damage they're doing. It's not just to their partner. Yeah, no, it's lifetime damage to see um, a parent being battered black and blue. And mm. so I just mm. think that, but we want to. Sh- we don't want to show. You know this massacre we want to do this you know in a way that is sensitive but real and true and honest yeah okay good yeah so uh, have you got um a crew already with this film like dp and the sort of heads of department or uh, at the moment, is that work in progress i've got someone in mind for dp and the thing is we're now we've made a quite you know some films and the series we've worked with some great DOPs and there's people that you just want to work with again. And I've got my my core crew that I've worked. They've literally been with me from day dot, from you know from those really humble beginnings where um, they've helped me for years. And they'll always, I'll never, I'll always go to them first. And they're sort of, and they'll be yeah. Susan and Linda and Chanel. Chanel's my cousin that I mentioned. They've been there for the from the beginning. So they'll always whether they're first AD, second AD, and then I. The cameraman, it depends on the project. I often try and look for whatever it is I'm trying to feel we're trying to go for. And for this, I would like a female director because um, I'm acting in this and I, I need someone with some great, um, you know, experience behind them. Like I did with Block, I got 
BAFTA Women Director David Blair, I want to get someone with some great experience and preferably a female director for this because it'd okay. be nice to have that sensitivity from, you know, I really feel that it'd be nice to have a woman director on this. Okay. Yeah. 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 On, on the pilot, yeah. The... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. building the crew. We'll, we've got most of the crew, but once it comes to getting the green light, then we'll I'll be sort of nailing down sound guy and everything but i've got people i've used before so that's great when you work with people that you know are great they're reliable they've got a great attitude on set that for me is the key thing like being nice to people on set and just knowing yeah. airs and graces we're all just a little family and that's i really love to create that as our ethos is that we work and no one's we're not here to sort of stand out and look great we're all here to work and make this this project look the best it can you know not, not about us it's about the project and oh, it's some great people that are once you work with those rare few you want to hold on to them yeah definitely and did you say you were going to act in this one the, the pilot in the, in the in the refuge only because of the um fact that i was in the edge and acting is my first love it was my first thing i don't act in every single project i do i've really taken the back step and focus a lot more on uh, the writing, producing and directing, but I yeah. still really do love acting and so because this is a very a subject close to my heart and I you know, I I, I need to be in it because as it's a follow on from the edge as well. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Working with my co star Dean Kilby, who was absolutely brilliant um to work with. So he was he was he's on board already. So I've got a lot of the cast on board actually already. Yeah. And you've done that, I, I guess, mainly through your contacts and sort of network without having to re- resort to finding a casting director? Yeah, I've always cast my own films, and that was one of the things that um, they really were impressed with, the, the executive producer for The Block. She was really impressed with the casting. And so I'm really pleased. I love the casting process. I really like, um, and I want to reach the talented kids that don't get the opportunity. So we don't just go to the you know the drama straight to the drama schools you know like other projects i've gone to schools and cast just done workshops audition yeah. workshops and, and cast that way i really feel strongly about that as well so it's not just taught um we cover subjects that i feel need to be voiced um that matter but also giving the opportunities to those that, need, that deserve it as well Real yeah talent, you know yeah sure yeah and is your the theatre side of your life is that a bit on hold at the moment on account of covid the theatre i was actually in the middle of doing a, a performance with um chicken job return back to my my roots which is a place which is like my second home the place that sort of helped me grow into the person i am today because it was so inclusive and so welcoming i love it it's like i love the people as well but yeah i returned then we were going to do a show and because of covid that was put on hold and yeah. uh, i'm hoping that we able to still do it, but my I always love live theatre. I I thrived on it. I did so much comedy in those days I, as an actress. But as <laughs> I've been doing the films, I've focused so much more on the serious stuff because of the, I'm really passionate about telling these real stories. People are like, "What's happened to um, the comedy?" <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's the laugh? <laughs> I am going to get yeah. to doing that, but at the moment I'm just trying to pave my way with this. This is our sort of niche, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, our ethos is to, you know, inspire and reach people. But 
with hopeful stories. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there are a few laughs. It, it might be a bit dark, but I'm sure there are a few laughs in, in your films. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we have to get a balance, definitely. Donna, thanks so much for talking to me. Um, wish you all the best with those two projects. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. and It's been lovely speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Take care. I was talking to writer-producer Donna Taylor of DT Film Productions. I'm Nicholas Penrake, and you've been listening to One Good Take. Thank you.